0: Yes, all right, it's Labor Day weekend. Is anyone excited not to go to work tomorrow? Anyone? <laughs> Come on. And the people that do have to work, they're like, shut your mouth. Uh, but it's Labor Day weekend, and we are having 21 different preachers communicate. Uh, a different preacher, every single service across all of our campuses. And uh, it's it's been like kind of nicknamed on social media. It's like the young preachers are getting their shot today, and Pastor Johnny, who's like, 50, in his 50s, preached this morning, so, and then I'm 31. I just turned 31 yesterday, Uh, so I don't know, I don't know, like, how much of a young preacher I am anymore, because I just turned 31. I have gray hairs, Um, And but I'm owning it, guys. I'm owning having gray hairs. Uh, I'm owning it, and by it, I mean just for men, but uh, I... I'm old. I'm I'm 31, and some of you guys are older. I was talking to someone. I'm like, yeah, I just turned 31. Like, I wish I was 31 still. And I'm like, it's all right. Um, but. Yeah, I'm preaching this morning. Uh, I'm the youth and associate campus pastor here at the campus. And man, it's such an honor. And Pastor Zeus, thanks for the opportunity to preach this service. And thank you to Pastor Rob uh, for giving us all just an opportunity uh, to speak with you today. And I'm preaching a message called, uh, as as you are taking, I'm not not saying if you're taking notes, I'm saying as you're taking notes this morning, uh, the message is called, The Door is Open. The Door is Open. So as you are taking notes, This morning the title of the message at the top. You can put the door is open. And before I jump into it, I want to, I just, I'm not taking for granted that you all know me. And so I just want to show you a picture of my family, not because I want you to see them, but just because they're so cute and it's just going to make me look better. But this is my family. Uh, I have a three-year-old son. His name is Judah, uh, Judah Bjorn Olson. And then my little baby princess girl who never has to get married in her life because she's got me, right? She's got me and she can just live with, with me and my wife forever. Uh, Her name is Everly. And then uh, my amazing, uh, seriously just woman of God wife, uh, Katie is there. And my three-year-old boy right now is obsessed with opening doors. I mean, he just discovered this, like, he thinks a supernatural ability, like he can go to a door and open it and then His other supernatural ability is just running faster than the speed of light. Like he sees a door and he just runs. Maybe you've seen him running. Well, you have seen him. Have you seen the little three-year-old just running a lobby, doing laps in the auditorium? His prayer teams are trying to pray with people. He's in here running. And I'm like, dear God, I hope the church is not judging me and my parenting skills because my kid loves running so much. But he just loves opening doors. And like uh, his all-time favorite is the garage door uh, because it's a button and then a giant door. I mean, it's the biggest door we have in our house and he hits the button and the door opens and he just thinks it's the coolest but he just he loves Opening doors right now, and a couple weeks ago, Katie and I went through that garage door. Uh, We 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 had a we were on a double date. We had a couple friends come to our house, and uh, they drove that night. They they drove and and so they met us at our house, and and to begin the night, I mean it's double date, it's date night, right? It's with my wife. We have no kids. They have two kids. They didn't bring their kids. We didn't have our kids. It's double date night. It's amazing, and uh, I was gonna uh, sit. Katie and I were sitting in the back seat. And she was sitting behind my buddy and I was sitting behind his wife. And uh, to begin the night, I'm like, I'm going to open the door for my wife. It's date night. This is a good thing to do, men. It's a good thing to open doors for your wife. And I know there's a wife right now nudging her husband saying, yeah, that's right. It is a good thing. So I go and I open the door for my wife and she goes in and my buddy and his wife just get in the car. And I'm like, okay, all right. I'm just, I set an example. I helped him out. Right? I kind of gave him, you know, gave him kind of like the, buddy, come on, let's date night, man. Let's take care of our wives. So we go to dinner, and uh, we're leaving dinner, and we, we walk to the car, and I'm walking with Katie, and I go to her door. I mean, I'm smooth about it. Like, I don't, like, I'm just walking with her. I'm like, oh, here, here, my love. You know, and I open the door for her. My buddy and his wife just got in the car again. I'm like bro, come on, like, this is getting awkward for me, you know, like, what is your wife thinking right now, and then uh, we go out to a show, and and the night's done, and we go out to the car, and I'm like, surely, I've done it two times already, surely he will open the car door for his wife, and uh, we get to the car. I open the car for Kate, she gets in the car, and my buddy and his wife just get in the car again. I'm like, bro, you're killing me. And uh, you better believe, I'm not about to let his lack of chivalry keep me from loving my wife, you know what I'm saying? Like, I am opening the door for my wife, and she never had to guess if I was gonna open the door for her. She knew, it's date night, I'm gonna open the door for her. And then any other day of the week or night of the week, it's just bonus if I do it, right? You know, like... (laughs) But she knew, As day night, she knew I was gonna open the door for her. And maybe you're here this morning and you're wondering if the door is open for you to get to God. I believe that since you're in church this morning, you do wanna get closer to God. You're not in this, this room by chance. You're not in this room because you're driving by, you're curious. I believe that you know that churches represent the houses of God and you are here and you wanna get closer to God this morning. And I wanna tell you, church, that the door is wide open for you. The door is not shut you might think because of your past, it's shut. You might think because of who your mom or dad were, that the door is shut. You might think it, because of your race or just the, the things you used to believe or the things that you used to identify as, that the door is shut. But I'm here to tell you this morning the door is wide open. God has opened the door for you. And uh, the Apostle Peter, who's one of Jesus' closest followers, he, he lived with Jesus, he, he, he ate with Jesus, he spent time. With Jesus, he he uh, man he he did everything with Jesus. He saw Jesus die on the cross. He saw the risen Jesus uh, rise from the grave. And this Peter man, he was he was telling people about Jesus. And one day he was praying, he was praying, and and God said, "Hey, uh, these men are coming. Go to the house." And so he went to the house, and up until this point, the church had just been a Jewish movement. It had been a a movement of people that believed that Jesus was a Jewish man. And up until this point, the church was just comprised of Jewish people, people that believed in the God of Israel. And so they thought that this this new faith was just a segment of a Jewish culture and a Jewish belief. And then Peter goes to this house, and it's a Roman centurion. Romans were considered Gentiles; they were considered unclean. They weren't like Jewish people were not to eat meals with people that were Gentiles who were unclean. And Peter goes to this house, and he tells this he tells this Roman soldier and his family and his whole household the good news of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit comes down, and they receive they they receive the the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Peter is just blown away, and he says this comment in Acts chapter ten. He, he exploded with his good news and he says, it's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. It makes no difference who you are. It makes no difference who you are or where you're from. If you want God and you are ready to do as he says, the door is, come on, touch your neighbor and say, the door is open. The door is open. The message he sent to the children of Israel that through Jesus Christ, everything is being put together again. Well, he's doing it everywhere among everyone. Everywhere and everyone. And it's verses like these in scripture that as a church, we get our our value, that our heart is global, that this gospel needs to go everywhere and be heard by everyone. And it doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter the things you used to believe in or things that people have said about you. The door is open. It, the door is open. It is it is, it is, it is, it, is what, it is, right there. And it is only by Jesus. It is only by Jesus. And if you came in this morning questioning if you can get in on God's side, I'm here to tell you, you can, but it's not anything that you've done. It's because of what Jesus did. You can get in on God's side. Jesus is there. It's wide open. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one can come to the father except through me. It's only Jesus. And if you repent of your sins, you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that he's alive, that he can change you, man, you can be saved. You can walk through that open door that God has opened for you. You can do it. And we're gonna have a moment uh, at the end of this message today to respond to this amazing truth. But the door is open. I believe that there is someone in here this morning. You needed to hear that the door is open. You need to hear it. The door is wide open. And as I was getting ready for this message... Um, I realized, man, that, that doors, uh, yes, they're all over. Actual physical doors are everywhere. But doors are in sayings. Doors are in pop call, I mean, doors are everywhere. And it was, it was just crazy. As I was getting ready to this message, the illustrations were just all opening up to me. Guys, I'm a 31-year-old dad of two. That was your dad joke this morning. They're just opening up for me. They're just opening up, and so uh, parents of elementary age kids, uh, we're just gonna play a game this morning. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, am I'm gonna, I'm gonna sing to you guys, and I want you to finish the lyric. Okay, we're gonna play finish the lyric this morning. You ready? Love isn't open. <laughs> love is an open door. I mean, like the stupid movie. I, <laughs> that, that movie's ridiculous, but love is an open door right? from, from Frozen. Um, here we go. For the saints in the room, I know you've heard this phrase. Uh, we're going we're gonna to now play finish the Christian phrase, okay? Uh, for the saints in the room, uh, you've been following Jesus for a while, right? Finish the phrase with me. When God closes a door, there was like a mixed response there. I heard like he opens another one. Uh, he opens a window. My mom so, so so loudly just shouted, he opens a window. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know like if God shuts a door and he opens a window, am I supposed to enjoy the breeze or am I supposed to climb out the window? Is there a fire in the room? Why am I crawling out a window? Can I just say this this morning? If God closes the door, maybe the door is meant to be shut for the time being. Can we just all believe that Romans 828 says for God works out All things according to, uh, God works all things together for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purposes to be conformed into the image of His Son. So if maybe God shuts the door, maybe He's working it out for good for your life because you're not ready to walk through the door and you're supposed to just stay where you are and let God continue to work in you so that you can become more like Jesus so that eventually the door does open, you can walk through called, chosen, purposed, and empowered to build his kingdom. I'm preaching this morning. Come on. The door is open. Uh, I was walking through Eden Prairie Mall with my kids uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was walking by this door, and uh, I saw this sign, and I knew this message was coming. I saw this sign. It says, uh, prayer, I don't know if you can read it, uh, prayer is the key, but faith unlocks the door. I don't know what that means either. Like, (laughs) I know it's super spiritual sounding and it looks cool on that wooden thing, but if you pray, aren't you just, by essence, praying by faith. And God is, you're just like, if you're sitting down to actually pray to God, there is an ounce of faith there. And Jesus said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, and the mountain will be moved. And so um, it's a cute, it's a cute sign. And if you have the sign in your house, that's awesome. I hope you remember this message. Please don't be mad at me for making fun of it. Um, but I saw it is it is open. But God, man, he opens the doors. He opens doors of healing. Come on, he opens doors of provision. Who needs God to provide this morning? He opens those doors. He opens doors of direction. He opens doors of love because he is a good father. He is good. He's never failed us. He opens doors of love. He 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 opens doors of purpose. The doors are open. My question to you and to me this morning is, are we walking? The door is open. Are you and I walking? Uh, are you, because I, someone like, God's opened the door. I mean, you have a relationship with Jesus. The door is open. I mean, it's like we are in a prison of sin before we come into a relationship with Jesus. And when we call on the name of Jesus and we believe in our heart that he is Lord and he is alive, Jesus unlocks the prison door. But sometimes we stay because a known struggle is always more comfortable than an unknown victory. And so we stay in the prison of sin. We stay in the prison of fear. We stay in the prison of the known because it's comfortable. But can I just tell you, church, you don't have to ask anyone's permission to live in the freedom that Jesus has paid the price for you to live. I mean, the door is open. You are free. And so what keeps you from walking through the doors that God has opened? I just, I want to bring weight to this because you need to know that when you don't walk through a door that God has opened, it doesn't just hold you back. It holds back the people that are around you. It affects the people that are in your life, your kids, your coworkers, the people you're sitting next to in church, it doesn't just affect us. It affects the people that are around us. And I just want to tell you this morning that Jesus didn't come to open doors to make us comfortable. Jesus came to open doors so that we can be conformed into the image of Christ. And sometimes conforming to the image of Christ and being obedient to Jesus is harder and scarier than just being where we are and just staying as we are. The same struggle, the same mindset, the same fear. Guys, I have 12 minutes left and I have so much more to preach. And so I want you to get your uh, Bibles open this morning. Uh, We're gonna go, and I'm just gonna sit in this story in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts 16, 25 through. Thirty-six. Paul, the Apostle Paul. This is a story about uh, an account of the Apostle Paul, and man, he was doing ministry. Man, he was he was a man that was like, man, I want to be more like Jesus. He was going, man, he was on mission to bring the message of Jesus to people. And him and his him and his uh, associate Silas were going through town, and there was a demon possessed girl who was following them, just harassing them, just talking to them. I mean, he they they were just getting annoyed by this girl, and this girl was owned by a couple by a couple guys who were using her uh, de- demonic uh, possession. Uh, they were using this demonic possession because she was able to tell uh, the future of people. So people would pay these guys to have this little demon-possessed girl tell them their future. And she's going around following Paul and Silas and she's just harassing them and just annoying them. And finally, I mean, this is the power that we walk with. This is the power we have access to Paul just turns around and just casts the demon out and then keeps going. And the demon leaves, the girl is healed, but she loses that demonic power to to tell people's futures. And so her owners... Uh, like bring, drag Paul and Silas before the judges of the city and they heap some uh, false accusations on them. And like, I mean, they're just causing, uh, they're just using Paul and Silas and they're causing this riot in the city. And so the judges uh, have Paul and Silas stripped. They have them beaten and then they throw Paul and Silas in prison. And this picks up in Acts 16, verse 25. I mean, they've stripped I mean, they're beaten. I mean, they have cuts, bruises, and uh, it, it says that they fastened their feet to the stocks. And so stocks were meant for people's hands. So Paul and Silas, I mean, I know this isn't a Wednesday youth service where I'm usually preaching, but I'm just gonna do this because you need to get an illustration. I mean, they're, they have nothing on their backs, cuts, open wounds on a prison floor. Their back is on the floor and their feet are in stocks. Super uncomfortable, super uncomfortable. That's the position they're in. And it says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open. Touch your neighbor and say, the door is open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. So they're worshiping, and they're praising God, and then an earthquake happens, and every door is open, and every chain is unfastened. And when the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Don't harm yourself. We're all here. You ever had a kid in school that you were with and you get to the, like the end of class time and the teacher had an assigned homework for the weekend. And then the one kid is like, Hey teacher, you didn't assign our homework assignment for the weekend. And I'm like, dude, shut up. You know, like I hear that kid. and I'm like, you and I are going to have a meeting after class. You're either doing my homework or something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you for real? Paul? Don't harm yourself. We're all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out and said, sirs, Paul and Silas were worshiping in their prison. About midnight, Paul and Silas were worshiping in their prison. They were singing hymns. They were praying. They were filling that jail cell with the praise of God Almighty. People around them were hearing. Do you know why we sing songs together on Sunday mornings? We come into church and Wes and and Molly, they lead our worship teams. They lead us and we have our cool lights and all that stuff. Do you know why we sing together? Because there are some of us that are singing at noontime and there are other of us that are singing in our midnight. Some of us are worshiping in light because God is good and we are and God is moving in our lives and it's all good. But we know that is not the case for everyone. That there are some of us in here, we come in and it's a fight to get here and we lift our hands and we lift our voices even though we are in a midnight. But can I tell you something? Even though we we may come in and it is darkness, it is encouraging hearing the praises of those who are in the light. Because they have, we, every single one of us has walked through a darkness. Every single one of us has gone through a valley. Some of us may be on the mountaintop, other of us may be in a valley, but we all need to hear each other sing because it lifts our spirits it lifts us up and i can i just ask you today if you are in a valley man do not let that stop you from worshiping god we do not let our circumstances determine our worship we let our worship determine our circumstances can i get an amen we do we never let a circumstance dictate our belief in a God who is over the circumstance. And we sing no matter what. And so there are some of us, you're walking through midnight. Your family has left you. Listen, you are here and we got you. There's some of us here, man, the doctor has given you another bad report. Listen, I'm going to let my praise, I'm, I'm, I'm praying that my praise as I'm praising God is going to lift your spirits. Church, we need to sing together to lift each other up. Your spouse has hurt you. Come on, we sing together and we lift one another up. You've been passed up on the promotion again. Guess what? We get together week in and week out and we worship and we pray. Do you know Why? Because there's one thing you can never take away from a Christian. It's the presence of the living God. He's always there. He's there, oh, if I make my bed in in hell. God, your presence is there. Come on, he is there with you. No matter if it's noontime or midnight, he is there. But you have to know that some doors stay shut until we open our mouths in prayer and worship. Some doors stay shut until we open our mouths in prayer and worship. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Nowhere does it says, think and I will help you. Come on, man. My kids bug me incessantly. I mean, they're just nonstop. Daddy, daddy, dada, dadad. We just got back from a four-hour road trip. I kid you not, my one-year-old girl, the whole way up. dad dad, um, uh, um. It's how she says jump. It's one of our Go Kids worship songs. The whole way. Evie, daddy's taking a turn. Uh, um, up, up, Dadad, dada. You know how many times we listen to jump? Because my daughter asked me nonstop. She wasn't back there just thinking, man, man, daddy, I really hope you play jump right now. Open your mouth, sing, pray. Oh man, this is so good. Verse verse 26, all the doors were open. All the doors were open. All the doors were open. And the jailer, he freaks out. He freaks out. You know, this was his job and he was about to lose his life because all the prisoners who he had signed up to watch were about to leave. The doors opened up. You know, I tell this message, the door is open. You notice that Paul and Silas didn't get up and jump through and walk through the door. They stayed. They stayed. I'm just, you know, Paul's like, teacher, jailer, we're all here. The other other prisoner's like, dude, Paul, you're, if you don't get out of here alive, uh, you're not going to be living for long, you know. Like they are not happy. But Paul was thinking about the jailer. The title of the message, the door is open, but Paul and Silas stay put. And I ask myself, why? Why do they just get up and go? It's because God doesn't open doors for our comfort. He opens doors for his great commission. So many of us, man, we want God just to open a door so that we can be more comfortable. But God's like, no, I'm gonna open a door for you so that you can step out in faith and in power to advance my kingdom. And so Paul and Silas, Silas, they just stay put. Paul didn't see the open door for his comfort. He saw the open door for the gospel to be presented to this man. And it says in verse 30, Paul and Silas didn't walk on their own. It says in verse 30, the jailer took them out. The man brought them out. Can I just tell you this morning, maybe your open door isn't a situation. Maybe an open door is a person that's in your life who's hurt you. That you need to put aside the past and forgive. I mean, it, we it doesn't say this in scripture, but I, I assume that maybe the jailer was the one that that beat Paul and Silas, that stripped them and humiliated them. Maybe the jailer was the one that put their feet in the stocks that were meant for hands. And he comes in and he says, Paul, what must I do to be saved? Thinking, probably this man's probably just thinking about how do I not just get killed? because everyone's about to run away. Maybe Paul's like, this is an open door to present the gospel. And Paul in the moment doesn't hold a grudge. He doesn't hold it against the man, what Paul had done, or what this jailer had done. Paul presents the gospel. You see, don't just walk through the open doors. Don't just walk through your open doors. Use your open doors to tell people, what Jesus has done. Your open door this morning may be telling someone, hey, um, I know you and I haven't talked in a long time, but I love you and I want to continue my relationship with you. And maybe it's going to be through that open door that God heals the hurt and the bitterness that you've been holding on to for so long. And you receive the answer to the prayer that you've been praying, God help me. Maybe your open door is not you feeling better. Maybe your open door is forgiving someone. Like Paul did in this moment. And then it says that the jailer immediately washed the wounds of Paul and Silas. Uh, One commentator said, unless our declared change of heart is guaranteed by our change of deeds, it is superficial and fake. Unless our Christianity makes us kind, It is not real. This man receives Jesus and then he takes care of Paul and Silas right away, brings them to his house and he and his whole house believe and call on the name of Jesus. It's the power of the gospel. It can change your life from the inside out. Why? It's because of the greatest open door of all time. On the third day, the women went to the tomb where Jesus was laid to prepare his body for decay. And when they get to the tomb, the door was open and no one was in there. And it says in Romans 8, 11, that the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit who lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give life. Come on, say life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Do you know what life in your mortal bodies mean? It means growth. It means healing. It means moving forward. Come on, it means walking in purpose and in power. It's the same spirit that raised Christ from the grave. It is not just an Easter Sunday story. Come on, this is the gospel. This is the power of our salvation. The grave is empty. And if you call on the name of Lord Jesus Christ, that same power that raised Jesus from the grave, Jesus is alive today, and he's coming back again to judge the quick and the dead, to separate the sheep from the goats. He's coming back someday, and he wants you in. He wants you in. So if you can bow your heads and close your eyes, if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, put your hope and faith in Jesus, or maybe you did a long time ago and your life is completely just opposite. You're running away from God, but today you say, Pastor Dave, I wanna confess my sins. I wanna put my faith in Jesus. I wanna believe. I want that power that can change my life. If that's you, can you just raise your hand real quick in this moment? Raise your hand. Come on, Jesus. I see your hand back there. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand right there. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Pastor Dave, don't, don't. I'd love for you to include me in this prayer. I want to just believe in Jesus. I want that power. Church, will you just, as a sign of surrender this morning, and as a sign of unity, would you just repeat this quick prayer with me? Everyone, Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. But I thank you for the open door. That Jesus, you lived, died, and rose again. And you are alive today. Please forgive me. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. And I commit to follow you all the days of my life. In your powerful name, I pray. Amen and amen. Church, will you stand all together in this room? And will we just clap and celebrate those that raise their hands in this moment? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Yes.